This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. We help people learn how to use their voice as a tool, so it's not something that just happens to you. It's something that you have control over, and that allows for you to feel confident, whether it's with one-on-one conversation or whether you're doing a presentation in front of a group of a 1,000 people. Hi, my name is Margaret Izzard Osui, and you are listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. Hello, greetings, and welcome back to Hush Loudly. I am so excited to talk to our next guest. This is something I've never heard of, and so I'm really excited to to introduce our next guest to my Hush Loudly audience. Peacock Voices uses the artistry of sound to teach leaders how to utilize their speaking voice as a stronger tool for internal and external communications. They do this by focusing on over 15 unique vocal characteristics, including tone, articulation, and rhythm. So we're going to talk to Margaret Izzard Oskowi. She is an expert in vocal sound making who discovered her passion for helping people learn their voices over a decade ago. Margaret realized that facilitating people's vocal journeys to find their voices and learn how to communicate was her true calling. After realizing this, Margaret decided to create Peacock Voices as a place for people to explore their body's ability to make noises that properly align with the message they are trying to convey. I just love this. It just makes me smile. So many of us go through life without ever learning how to use our voices, and it is her passion to rectify that and to give as many people as possible the power of sound making. Welcome, Margaret, to Hush Loudly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Margaret, are you an introvert? I am an introvert. I'm an introvert who's very comfortable in extrovert situations, but yeah, I'm pretty far over when I take my breaks. (laughs) Well, we're learning that it's a preference and that we turn it on and off. So, you know, in certain roles, in certain parts of our lives, when we're working or when we're on stage, we have the extroverted side. But our preference may be the more introverted with less stimulation, and we love our solitude and love being with ourselves. So I think we're all a bit of this and that, but I always love when someone is carrying the flag for us introverts. In the platform, I'm using this because I want to amplify the voice of introverts. I think that we're misunderstood, we're ill-defined, and so I love the connection that we have about how we're using our voices. So can you tell us about Peacock Voices? Yeah, absolutely. So at Peacock Voices, we help people learn how to use their voice as a tool. So it's not something that just happens to you. It's something that you have control over. And that allows for you to feel confident when you're in these social interactions, whether it's with one-on-one conversations or whether you're doing a presentation in front of a group of a thousand people. There are so many other issues that can pop up when you're in an interaction with another human being. So allowing yourself to have full control over your voice 
and what your voice is telling people really allows for people to feel confident in how they're kind of operating. So what do you mean, have full control of your voice? What does that mean? Yeah, so I think a lot of us have experienced a moment when we're nervous and all of a sudden we feel like our voices are getting really high-pitched or you start to feel like you're losing your air and all of a sudden you're out of breath and kind of things like that. Or we're in a room and we're like, listen to what I am saying (laughs) and no one hears you, Mm. right? So what if that wasn't our default. What if, if you were in that room not being heard, you actually knew of certain traits that you could change in your speaking voice to kind of grab the attention of the people who are currently ignoring you. And that's the work that we do. So I have to insert myself here. This has happened to me all of my life. And I think I have a softer voice in the first place. And so sometimes people don't hear me. But There was a situation that happened not that long ago, but it's happened many times, where I was in a conference room with, like, maybe just six people, leadership, and we were talking about the strategic plan. And so we were talking about the vision. And so my definition of vision is to be. That's how I learned in the ad agency that I worked for years ago. So I said, so it's what the company wants to be, what the company wants to aspire to, right? So we were working with the facilitator, and he said, exactly. And so we keep on talking, and I'm telling you, Margaret, less than five minutes later, a male says, so it's aspirational. When I had said, I had just said to aspire to. So he said, so it's aspirational. And then everyone, it's like the six people erupted. And it was like he figured out the cure for cancer. And then so it ended up where the strategic plan was going to be called the aspirational plan. Now, I don't need or want to be the center of attention, but that did bother me because I had just said it. And I thought about it later. Was it because I kind of I didn't say it with as much confidence as he did. Was it my female voice versus his male voice? So what do you think about that? But that has happened to me previously, but that is something that definitely happened to me. Yeah, that's so frustrating, isn't it? I find Mm -hmm. those to just be infuriating. Yeah, so a couple of things that are really interesting about kind of getting your voice to be taken seriously in the workplace environment. And I can only speak from kind of Western culture, really American culture for this, but a lower pitch in your body. So what's a low pitch in your body, a low pitch in my body, a low pitch in someone else's body, that actually is going to read as more authoritative Mm. than a higher pitch. Uh, Another thing is how strongly you're utilizing what we call pitch contouring. So pitch contouring is how big of a variation occurs in between your pitch frequency as you're speaking. So monotone would be the use of no pitch contouring. So if I speak to you like this, this is really unengaging. But if I utilize a lot of pitch contouring, it's going to be a much more engaging interaction with the people listening, right? That's another thing that people really look for in those situations. But yeah, there are a couple of things I'd have to listen to your speaking voice more. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I would say volume, the use of pitch contouring, 
where your pitch home is is centered around, so something a little bit lower would be helpful for you, and then also how you're utilizing your consonants mm-hmm. and making sure that your consonants are really clear and clean. I always say rapidly and clear, which is a trick mm-hmm. from French, but I apply it <laughs> to English too when we're in presentational settings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm definitely monotone, and, and you're making me think about in undergrad when I was in journalism, and I thought I wanted to be an on-air anchor type person and my professor had a real talk with me about my voice and he said think about all of the on-air female personalities they all have a deep voice and you don't have that now he was saying I'm not discouraging you but I'm just saying this is what it is that wouldn't have worked for me anyway I definitely am better behind the scenes and I'm a writer but that's triggering that memory for me And so, wow, I'm getting a lot of value out of this, and I hope everyone else is too. Now, I know that you have a background in opera. Can you share a little bit about that, and how how does that tie into this? Yeah, I just wanted to address one thing about what what you were just saying before I talk about my operatic background. I just want everyone listening to know, and for you to know, your voice is not something, it's not like a set thing. You can change your voice. So if your natural speech pattern right now is a little bit higher or a little bit lighter, that is something that you can change. These are muscles we're working with. So just like if you can only do one push-up now, if you practice doing push-ups, you can do 50 in a few months, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just want you to know and everybody to know it's not a fixed thing, your voice. I mean, there are certain limitations, but it is something that you can adjust. Yeah, so on to the opera. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a classically trained opera singer, and the thing that really is applicable between that work and speech is it's the same muscle group. The act of speaking and the act of singing are the exact same process. Air gets trapped underneath your vocal folds. They vibrate. Those vibrations travel through your resonance tract, and sound comes out. And so being in kind of the classical singing world, you learn how to use your voice to its maximum capacity through volume, through color choices, and so that you're able to communicate really nuanced text through your singing voice. And what I realized in doing that was that I was applying it in my everyday speaking life. And I realized that in conversations, it was so much more effective when I was using the same tools I used to sing you know, Schubert in a conversation with my brother. (laughs) And all of a sudden you realize like, wow, this works everywhere. But I found it through that extreme of of singing classical music. Mm. And it sounds like you are able to use this. I've been talking mostly about my professional life, but it sounds like it's applicable to your personal life and your work life. So, like, how do you think that that training people how to best use their voices, do you think it can lead to positive changes in their personal lives and in their work life? Yeah, I have a, a client of mine, an old client of mine, who came to me because he was in, I think, second or third round funding for a startup that he was in the C-suite for. And he wanted to be better at the cell so that they could really get good funding. And also they were in a massive hiring spree. And so he was doing a lot of hiring and wanted to get really high end talent. 
So we worked a lot on getting his voice to be more engaging. And about a month and a half into our work together, I got a message from him saying, thank you, because I actually was able to communicate with my young son so much better. There was a moment where he was upset and he used the same tools that we worked on for him engaging with, with these funders with his son. And it allowed for them to have a really beautiful interaction as a family. So that was one of the coolest kind of messages I think I've ever gotten from a client, to be honest. You you help change that dynamic. But yeah, so communication is communication. And what we work on is we teach people tools that you can then apply. You don't put on a work voice and then put on a home voice. So if you learn how to use your voice, you can apply it everywhere in your life. You know, you might not use the same grouping of tools in the workplace that you use with your two-month-old, but it's still one instrument. It's still one kind of part of your body that you're working with. So anytime you learn how to manipulate how you're making sound, that can work anytime you're using your voice. Wow. And I'm thinking about for the shy folks, so we know that introverts that that doesn't mean shy, but there are some introverts that are shy, and I wonder how it could help them, or if it, if your program and the tools could help them as well. Oh, absolutely. So, as an introvert, <laughs> I actually had to practice kind of having energy for social interactions, mm-hmm. and I think that one of the things that knowing your voice really helps with when when you're feeling shy, when you're feeling uncomfortable, is it's one less variable you have to worry about. So you can walk into any kind of social setting and be like, actually, I know exactly how my voice is going to operate in this situation. I don't have to worry about that anymore. And not only do I know how my voice is going to operate in this situation, but I know that if a curveball is thrown, I have the tools to pivot vocally. So it stops being a thing you have to worry about. And instead, it can be a moment of power like, ooh, I have ownership over this and it's inside my body. So you don't have to like have something to play with in your hand or do anything where like a specific piece of clothing, your voice is inside of you. So if you feel really confident and you have ownership over that, it's with you all day, every day. And so anytime you walk into a social setting or work setting where you're going to have to communicate, your sound is there. And so you have this power inside of you all the time. So I'm feeling like what you're saying is that we can demonstrate all kinds of things just using our voice as a tool. So I'm thinking about leadership or, you know, confidence. And and can you talk about that? Like, what can our voice do for us using it as a tool in the way that you teach us to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I can actually demonstrate it for you. Oh. So if we're going to talk about a great presentational sound, some of the attributes that I look for in a great kind of sound that people use in presentations include a lower pitch home, so that lower pitch in your body, utilizing the pitch contouring we already talked about, utilizing a full resonance, utilizing volume. So if I were to talk, this is how I'm speaking right now. This is my voice, but it's my voice utilizing those five things. If all I do is change my pitch home and I go up here, all of a sudden, 
I've changed how you hear me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or if I come back down to here and all of a sudden I stop using pitch contouring and then I have this really monotone sound. Or if I change my resonance, so the only thing I did was change how my sound was resonating. Or if I get really quiet. All of these things kind of together create a really engaging sound. And so that's kind of my leadership sound or my version of leadership for myself. Every human is different. So what we do is we find each individual's kind of sweet spot for leadership. Margaret, you're blowing my mind here because it's like as you're talking, I'm hearing. I can definitely, it's still your voice. But I could hear every single thing, every single change, and I felt, you know, I felt my reaction, you know, as I was listening to you with the different tone. I love that. So can you tell us about your program? So tell us about Peacock Voices for anybody who would be interested. Yeah, so right now we are focusing mostly on one-on-one coaching where you come in, we'll meet you and talk with you to figure out how much time we think it would take for you to achieve the vocal goals that you have. And then we put together a personalized program around that. We are also putting together a group class that will actually be focused purely on leadership. So it's pretty exciting. And that would be in a group setting. So maybe for some of the introverts listening, we would want to look at the one-on-one stuff that other people might be comfortable doing things in a group setting. But yeah. Yeah. I would definitely be interested more in the one-on-one and is it, is it several months or I I don't know it's individualized, but what is your typical client like? Yeah. So I really try to keep the sessions under 10 and depending on who it is that we are working with the first three, I tend to like to have be at week to week. And then I like to start having breaks in between the lessons so that you have more time to apply the work we're doing. My goal for and everybody that interacts with Peacock Voices is that you leave with the tools to sustain this on your own. I never want people to be dependent on coming back to us mm-hmm. to do this work. Mm-hmm. So my goal is that I teach you and we work with you to find a voice that you feel like you're really comfortable with and have control over and can play with. And then we give you the tools to understand how to explore on your own. So then even after we're done working together, you still know how to explore your voice yourself. And you can find your own colors and your own kind of nuances that work for you. And you have the tools to do that. Beautiful. And are these virtual? Is it in person or is it a hybrid or? Yeah, right now it's all virtual. If somebody really wanted to do something in person, we could talk about it. But in general, it's been virtual for my entire career, actually working with beach clients. Beautiful. Well, tell us how people can find you and if they're interested in the program with Peacock Voices. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is PeacockVoices.com, and you can email us at hello at PeacockVoices.com or um, send us a message through the website. 
Okay. Well, thank you, Margaret, so much for joining us. I have really personally enjoyed this, and I know others will, too. So thank you again for joining us on Hush Loudly today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. Enjoy Hush Loudly. Please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to us. Did you know Hush Loudly has t-shirts? Yep. Show the world you're an introvert without saying a word. We also have t-shirts for the extroverts in our lives who need us. Go to hushloudly.com slash shop. Thank you.